Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Softball hosting Alabama, or playing against Alabama this weekend. Are they on the road this weekend? I'm not sure. I need to double-check that. But they are playing Alabama this weekend. I do know that. I'll be honest, I'm a little down on the softball team. Oh, they lose a couple of games, and all of a sudden you just quit on them? Yeah. I'm going to bring in Tom Murphy and see how he's feeling about that. Tom, old uh, Fairweather fan, Wes Moore with me over here. It's good to have you. We're at Oakland. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing good. I mean, you know, uh, hey, they better wake up. Uh, when you lose at home to an unranked team, I think they probably had a, a, feeling, a little cloak of invincibility with their conference series winning streak going, and A&M uh, – disabused them of that notion and uh, then they got slaughtered by Wichita State too so uh, wake up call for Courtney Dyfel's crew I imagine I yeah I think that's probably true uh, how about baseball let's get into that a little bit and then we can talk some hoops with you at the end we've been kind of harping on that as you might imagine through the first hour plus but uh, very intriguing I'll call it move by Dave Van Horn making Hagen Smith kind of a flex guy this weekend as a pitcher yeah I say he's the new Kevin Copps Okay, Kevin Cobb. Yeah, kind of it was to, very. Just do it at all. It, it, I mean, maybe ostensibly they could do that. Um, I surely there's been plenty of talks with Hagen about you know usage on weekends. Can we use you twice? Can you can you throw forty pitches in one outing and you know twenty, thirty, forty in another outing? Um, I'm sure they have been talking about this at length since probably the Brady Tiger injury. And then what, what will we do to have a closer? Um, and they certain guys have gotten chances to close. And Zach Morris's appearance the other day was a, a big lift for them. And it seems to me they're starting to gather a little bit of momentum with their pitching staff, the way Bybee started the midweek game against UNLV, which is a very offensive-minded club, leads you to believe that, you know, hey, what, what, if, what, if, we, what if we developed him into the, uh, a weekend starter? You know, it's, it's a matter of how you, you want to disperse your innings. And if he can give you more quality innings and last longer, then maybe you do something different for the midweek. They've only got one other week with two midweek games. So it's, it's a very, very intriguing move. Um, I'm, Hagen Smith, I'm sure, signed off on it. Um, how will they do it? Well, if they don't need him today or tomorrow, he can start Sunday. Um, if they need him to close tonight's game and he pitches two or three innings, then maybe you only get one inning out of him Sunday. Um, it's going to be fascinating to see how they allot their innings the rest of the way. Here's the way I look at it, Tom. Uh, you'll take 20 and 10 right now in the SEC. That's winning two out of every three games in the SEC. If Arkansas is able to do that, and the best way to do that is maybe having Hagen ready to go on Friday, get that win on Friday. Maybe close it out on Saturday, get that win. That's your two wins, and then you just roll the dice and do what you can on Sunday to maybe get that sweep. But you know, Dave Van Horn, he he's like, you, you just got to win that first game. You, you got to win today, and then you try to win that next game, and then you know, just whatever's left, we'll 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 throw it together on Sunday and figure out what we have. But the most important game is the first one, and I, I, that's yep. what I see with Hagen Smith. They, they feel like he is their best option right now to, to – uh, and it may not be a closer, you know, in the ninth inning. It may be he comes in the sixth inning and pitches the sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth, and they get that first win. He's done, but you know what? They've got a win under their belt, that first one. Yeah, I, you know, they talked about this, I'm sure, at length about how to do it and, and when to deploy Hagen Smith. 
Um, uh, cool thing or interesting thing, they're going up against an Auburn team that's hitting the ball really well. Auburn's hitting 318 to Arkansas's 310. Um, they haven't played away from home really. I mean, they you know they might have played a, a midweek that was you know in the state or something. But they haven't stayed in a hotel yet. Their series against USC was supposed to be out in LA, but I guess the, the weather got hold of that one and they, uh, as Butch Thompson called it, pulled a switcheroo and they moved that game to Auburn. So um, they've got two left-handers going the first two games. Tommy Vale, whose ERA is a beautiful 0-63, and, um, and then a guy named Crotchfeld. He pitches on Saturday. So uh, two left-handers against a, a left, left-handed hitting lineup that actually hits left-handers pretty good. I mean, you think about the way Jace Borson stays in and Kendall Diggs against left-handed and Brady, Brady Slavens too. They got some guys who can hit left-handers. So um, this is going to be a, a fun series. I love the way Arkansas is hitting the ball right now, Tom. Um, and, and the lineup is is so deep. <laughs> there are guys that, that are coming in off the bench. I'm like, man, I wish they could get him some playing time. Uh, Harold Cole, you know, I wish they could get him in the lineup. And I'm like, well, who are they going to take out? Because he's not a catcher, <laughs> you know. Not that Parker Rowland's doing a bad job, but it's just, you know, where are you going to put some of these guys? Yeah, you you hit the nail on the head. Uh, they, they've been a little bit impressive um, the way they've, they've shown depth. Uh, the third base situation is going to be very intriguing. Um, I asked Dave about that yesterday. I said, does Harold Cole play make it hard, you know, to sit to figure out third base, he goes, no, it didn't make it hard. I'm going to put him in there. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so Caleb Talley now, you know, and uh, Jason Jones are going to have to fight their way back into more playing time. And that only does the team well when you got, you know, guys really scrapping around to try to get it bad. Um, he, he said that against UNLV they were going to give different guys uh, time, and by gosh, he did that. And uh, you get Peyton Holt back. He actually hit for power and had some good hits in some games, and some other guys have delivered as well. So um, they're in they're in an intriguing situation because they've they the roster overhaul has been so big that you didn't know if they could do it, and here they are quote doing it. But SEC play is about to start, and things are going to get a lot tougher. Twenty and ten, yeah, that'd be a great record because I think that's going to be tough to achieve. Back to the Smith thing. Do you anticipate this being a recurring theme, or is this just something they're going to try out? You think for this first weekend as they try to try to find some uh, additional arms? Well, I mean that's that's the sixteen thousand dollar whatever question. Because if it goes well, they absolutely let's just say let's just say he pitches uh, two innings tonight. They win the game, and then he pitches a little bit on Sunday. Well, yeah, they'll they'll probably stick with that same if they win the series. The same deal. Now, if uh, they lose tonight and, and Hagen doesn't pitch well out of the bullpen, um, then they might have to readjust their thinking on that. And I guess they feel that he's flexible enough that he could, say, pitch, you know, 60, 80 pitches this weekend. And then if it doesn't go well, then you could put it back in for Friday next week. Um, and and that's, that leads to the second part of this, which is, who would be that third starter? Is you know, did Zach Morris's appearance give them enough uh, heart that he could start Sunday? Uh, well, what about Bybee? You know, the guy pitched five shutout innings against UNLV, 
does he factor into your plan to maybe try to start him Sunday and, and then do something different for next week's midweek game? So I do think they got multiple options, and all this is going to do is they can get decent work is going to help them for when Tiger comes back. Tiger, I mean, that's something, too. I was talking to a buddy. You can't assume Tiger's going to come back and be Tiger. Tiger, Tiger. Right. You know, it, it may take him a, a couple of weeks. It may take him a month. So, that, I mean, we're talking six weeks, and then if it takes him a couple more weeks, you're talking about two months of SEC play. You, you can't afford not to be ready to go. And I think that's this is the smartest and safest choice, having a guy with experience closing games. Let's don't forget – uh, he was really Hagen Smith was awesome last year during the postseason run coming out of the bullpen, and I think that's what they're banking on. He's been good. He hasn't been awesome yet, you know. Th- this year as a starter, he's he's you know been a little wild, walking guys. Pitch count gets up there. He's been giving them four or five innings, and th- maybe they feel like this change will get the uh, Hagen Smith that we saw last year, where he comes in and he's throwing in, you know one two three innings. I'm picking up what you're putting down there, Wes. If they, if it hadn't been done before, if they hadn't gotten this type of usage from Hagen, and including a spot start uh, for last year, yep. then I'm not sure if they'd be as willing to to try this right now. So it's it's happened for them before. Smith says he's willing to do whatever for the team, which is a great you know a great thought to have. And um, yeah, we'll see how it plays out. Um, and you're right, Smith has been throwing too many pitches to get through four and, four and two-thirds the last few weeks. So uh, maybe this will help sharpen him up, and we'll, we'll see what happens with him. And I'm guessing, logically, they want to try to close the game. It's maybe a dumb question, but what about McIntyre moving into the Friday roll? Um, you know, I guess it depends on what this weekend looks like. Um they I'm like going to ask all these same Saturday questions next week, Tom. <laughs> I know. And, and, and seriously, it could be what, what will they yep. do against LSU? And then it will be what will they do the following weekend? Because, you know, they, I think they realize that it's a little bit of a gamble. It's what they feel like suits, suits them best right now, but has to be adaptable if they need it to be. Yeah, I think that's fair. Talking to Tom Murphy on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. All right, let's talk a little bit about hoops. I'm sure you uh, watch closely, although I assume you were – in Fayetteville, doing your other duties, but um, what do you think of the performance, and how do you feel about the Kansas matchup for the Hogs? Well, um, if y'all will allow me to vent a little bit, uh, sure. I just thirty-eight percent is not going to get it done. It's not going to get it done against Kansas. They've got to shoot better, and also just the valuing the possession when you're way up. I, I mean, I was thinking Ricky Council took a three-point shot when they were ahead by seventeen. The ball was inside the rim and just kind of rattled around and came out. If that shot had gone down, they would have been up 20. And then I get in the car. I was, I was covering football practice, listening on the radio during the entire first half. And I get in the car and it's into the second half a little bit now. Um, and I think maybe I was getting out of the car. And in, in those minutes, Arkansas went from ahead 15 to I think it was a seven- or eight-point game. I don't know what happened in that span. And then they get the steal and dunk because they weren't, you know, passing the ball well against the press. And, you, and you just, you're just frustrated because you know that the pieces fit together to be a team that could challenge Kansas. So they got to shoot better. I mean, I'll, let's credit their defense. It was really stout, 
strong defense, and if they get that type of effort, they will have a chance against Kansas. So that's kind of the gamut of what I'm thinking. They're not going to allow 90 points and, and beat Kansas. They're not going to allow 80 points and beat Kansas. They're not going to allow 70 points and still be able to beat Kansas. They've uh, got to. I wouldn't say that. It hasn't happened yet this year for Kansas. They, Kansas has been beaten one time this year. It was on the road against Kansas State in a game in the 80s. Nobody else has been able to do that. Arkansas is not going to beat Kansas outscoring them 73-71. They have to hold Kansas. I've got numbers to back it up. I'll share it with you later. They have to hold Kansas under 70 points to win this game. Now's as good a time as any. Share them. All right. So Kansas has got seven losses this year. Right. Those seven losses, they scored 50 points. They scored 60 points. They scored 69 points. They scored 53 points. They scored 59 points. They scored 56 points. Are you seeing a trend? The one time they lost a game, score more than 70 points was that Kansas State game. There have been 13 times Kansas has been held under 70 points this year. In those 13 games, they're 7-6. and six. They've got seven losses. Do you see a trend? You have to hold Kansas under 70 points. The teams that did that, Tennessee, TCU, Baylor, Iowa State, Texas twice, all good defensive teams. Arkansas is a good defensive team. They have to hold Kansas in the 60s or maybe the 50s to win this game. Ooh, 50. Jeez, you're asking a lot. Well, it's happened. Iowa State did it. Yeah, well, Iowa State's a little bit different team, and their pace of play is much different also. Offensively, they're putrid half the time. So Texas did it twice. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, look, I hate to pick them my alma mater. Okay, you're right. I mean, I'll give it to you. I uh, I still, I just think Arkansas can win in a couple different ways. It's funny, I was just looking through. I was trying to get a feel for one of the games. It was Montana State, and they won a few games this year. It was like 59-60, to 60, and then they won a few that were like 91-87. to 87. I was like... So I was like, I wanted to bet against Montana State, and I'm like, eh, I don't think I'm going to touch that. Arkansas but, would have to have a Kentucky-like game where they shoot lights out to beat Kansas in the 70s. Tom just said they need to shoot better anyway. So you know what? No time they like are the who they are at, your, at your this stats point. Are, I don't even know who they are. That's the. I think we lost the guys there, Tom. Yeah. Uh... So uh, <laughs> I guess we'll end it there. Thanks for coming on, Tom. Hey, you betcha, man. Thanks. See you, Chris. See ya.